0: Welcome to another episode of the Biohacker Bondi podcast, where we get into all things health, wellness, longevity, and of course, biohacking. I'm your host, Jenny Jones, aka Biohacker Bondi. And in today's episode, we are diving deep into the transformative world of stem cells and functional medicine with our esteemed guest, Dr. Joy Kong, a trailblazer in the field. Dr. Joy Kong brings a wealth of knowledge and experience, especially in the realm of stem cell therapy. In this enlightening conversation, Dr. Kong shares her personal journey into the world of stem cells, where her initial discovery to the profound impact it has had on her approach to medicine, we explore the various sources of stem cells with a particular focus on the advantages of birth tissue-derived stem cells, and discuss the different methods of administration including IV infusion and localized injections. Dr. Kong's commitment to integrity in stem cell therapy shines through as she discusses choosing safe and effective sources for patient treatment. She also candidly addresses the challenges and limitations in the field as well as the stages of healing involved with stem cell therapy. A highlight of our discussion is the potential of stem cells to offer long-term financial savings by preventing expensive surgeries and prolonged medication use. Dr. Kong explains the three stages of healing with stem cells from calming inflammation to tissue regeneration and genetic modification. Addressing common concerns, Dr. Kong talks about the minimal side effects and lack of fatigue when using high concentrations of mesenchymal stem cells and native cells. The comparison between exosomes and stem cells offers a unique insight into the targeted nature of stem cell therapy we also delve into dr kong's innovative venture into skin care with her all-natural line Chara omni which skillfully incorporates stem cells and other groundbreaking ingredients for optimal skin health closing our episode dr kong shares her favorite biohacks including the use of stem cells methylene blue, and the vital role of exercise. Join us for this captivating episode as we uncover the remarkable potential of stem cells to revolutionize healthcare and personalize wellness. So now let's dive deep into this amazing episode with Dr. Joy Kong.
1: Hey well, welcome to another episode of the Biohacker Bondi podcast. We are with the amazing Joy Kong, or Dr. Joy Kong, and we're going to get all into stem cells, which I think so many people have questions about. It's a whole topic that it's very confusing, what's allowed, what's... There's just so many questions, and people are looking to stem cells as maybe the solution to their health problems and also for longevity, so um let's get a little intro because you have this amazing background you're involved in everything regenerative longevity um and you're i don't know if you're from la but i guess you went to ucla and um yeah just give a little intro of yourself and how you got into this space i would love to hear if you had any health issues that like kind of put you down this you know um whole Functional medicine, longevity. So, yeah, welcome. Yeah, thank you. Coming out of your day, this is huge. So, I really appreciate. Yeah, you. all and you're so welcome.
2: Yeah, it's my pleasure. I always want to be able to bring more information to you know to the world because I, I just I, I can't stand you know when myths and, and and incorrect information are floating around. So, I'm here to to help people understand what's really going on. Um, so to answer your question, no, I, I don't have health issues that got me into functional medicine, but I do have a background, um, of growing up in China. So, um, again, you actually see the tiger behind me is lit by the light. It's so funny. Um, but, uh, wrote a book called tiger of Beijing. Um, so that details of how I came to the United States when I was 20 years old. So I grew up on the university campus in Beijing where, you know, Chinese medicine, Western medicine coexist beautifully. No one was having a prejudice against the other because both works, but not for everything. So they they each have their own role. So growing up in a holistic fashion in that sense, in, in the fact that we know the body is complex, that different organs are connected to each other, and that's what Chinese medicine says. Uh, Western medicine are going into the organs, the the cells and you know our you know the the molecules, receptors. So is more direct and linear. Both have their roles. When I came here and got into medicine, um, UCLA, even though it's fairly progressive, but still is a medical school. So it fo- its focus is on disease and drugs. Um, I got a little bit of education in Chinese medicine, um, but uh, as an elective. But really, that's not what we were educated on. Um, but it was because my, of my belief that health is complex and you need to address many factors all at once um, that I saw the lacking of the traditional approach. Because you can't, I, I went into psychiatry because I was fascinated by the brain. But just because you have uh, drugs and you can attack receptors, but doesn't mean that hormones are not playing a role in your body, in your mental. State right in your mood. What about toxicity? We all know mercury can make you crazy. Like, why are we looking at that? But no, as psychiatrists, we never checked it. The only thing we checked was thyroid, a very rudimentary uh, marker, just TSH, and which on- only tells a fraction of the story most of the time. The TSH is normal, but a person may be hypothyroid, um <clears throat> which is really prevalent, and that has huge impact on a person's mood and energy and uh, just overall functioning. So um, in the search for a better way to handle health and possibly enhance my own health, that's how I got interested in functional medicine or anti-aging medicine. And um, uh, stem cell therapy actually, because it's very new um, and newer fields like anti-aging medicine, the doctors who are in anti-aging medicine, which is the discipline that look at all the potential causes of aging and going in through different avenues to try to stop the process or reverse it or at least slow it down. Um, so it's very welcoming to different modalities. It's a much more open-minded discipline that, you know, doctors found it, but these are not the doctors that were going on the traditional drug route. So they're very open and stem cell therapy is one of those things that um, um, requires an open mind to look into it, first of all, uh, because medical school is not teaching you very much at all about stem cell therapy. And when you get out of medical school during residency and during your training after residency, when you go to conferences, all these are controlled by pharma. So it's all about drugs. If you don't try to look outside of that, then you're not going to encounter stem cells. So you you will know nothing about stem cells. Uh, I would say, um, I, you know, probably at least 90% of the doctors don't know much about stem cells.
1: Yeah. And I think it's not really getting, it's not healing. Like it's just medication that's like ban- putting a bandaid on what the root causes. So you're not really getting to the actual heal. You're going to be on that medication for the most time, you know? So yeah, uh, uh, medication has its roles,
2: but um but yeah. the problem is that is not addressing, like you said. Yeah, we're not reversing the real disease process in in most
1: cases. So, how did you get into stem cells then? Because there's so many. There's functional medicine can go down complete different, you know, paths. And so yeah. I'm curious. Like, why well, can't you can t- tell you the exact moment that I got interested in stem cells?
2: Um, I was actually because um, I'm board certified in psychiatry, and I was trying to get certified in addiction medicine. So mm-hmm. I met this doctor um, who was actually an anti-aging doctor and he was trying to get board certified in addiction medicine. So we sat on the bus together and he said, um, oh, I'm doing stem cells. I was like, what? Uh, this is eight years ago, uh, maybe almost nine now. I, I said, you're doing stem cells. You can do that. You can actually give stem cells to people. <laughs> I mean, even though I had practiced for you know over 10 years at that point, uh, I had no idea that you can actually do stem cell therapy. I thought, mm-hmm. for, you know, I thought it was only in research stage. This is how, even though I had been interested in functional medicine probably for almost a year at that point, still, I wasn't hearing much about it. So I was still in my cocoon. So when he said that, I, I, I was just very surprised. He said, oh yeah, I give stem cells to, um, to people and look at this kid I tra- treated. This is an autistic kid. Um, I, because I specialize in psychiatry, I've seen plenty of autistic kids and I, we treat these kids. Really. It was a matter of sedation. We were not really, we didn't have the tools to get their brain to function better. We can, we can use the tools, throw drugs at them to make them calmer, to make them possibly focus a little better and, and, you know, to make sure they don't lash out, but there's no fundamental improvements in what we're doing. Uh, that's why it was very frustrating. So when he said he was using that to, um, you know, treat autistic kids, um, I, um, um, yeah, I, I was very intrigued and, and, and then he showed me a, um, you know, on his cell phone, all the things that teacher noticed of what the improvements are. And I was shocked because it looked, um, like he was accomplishing a lot with one IV wow. infusion of stem cells than what I could do for months and months and I couldn't even do what he did, because there were 40 things that the doctor the, the teacher noticed, like better social interaction, less procrastination, um, the, uh, uh, less disruptive, less aggressive and better eye contact, just a whole list of what's changed in this child. And I thought, you know, I can't do that, not to mention doing something so simple giving someone one IV infusion. Um, so that's what got me really intrigued. And then, of course, when I talked with more people, um, like this lady who had rheumatoid arthritis, how when she was getting an IV infusion, um, <clears throat> that same day, I mean, she could feel her fingers swelling go down, uh, even t- during the infusion. And uh, she was able to put on a ring that she wasn't able to put on for years and of course, I've seen that after I started practicing it for a while, I've seen that in my own patients. Um, like, uh, yeah, a rheumatoid arthritis patient. She um, she was a surgical tech. She hadn't been able to close her fist for uh, <clears throat> for for months, so she couldn't work. And then during the IV infusion, she closed her fist and she started crying. It was it was it was beautiful. And and yeah, and then she went back to work. So she got her life back. Yeah. So I've seen incredible things and that's what really drives me and that's what makes me so passionate about about the potentials because we can really relieve some long-term sufferings for people and and then of course we can also make people younger and live longer and that's pretty fun
1: too yeah yeah i didn't even i was i didn't think about that but also i guess this is you know also okay for kids as well so i didn't even because you mostly hear just about adults <clears throat> or treating like a broken you know, this or the hip or the knee or something or the back. And so this is interesting that this is also helping kids maybe with autism or some types of, you know, disease or something.
2: Yeah, Uh, so there's um, a significant study. Um, Duke was conducting a lot of the study on stem cells for autistic kids and cerebral palsy, and she was seeing really good results. So um, there's so much research all around the world, yeah, for kids, for adults. Um, it's just a matter of whether or not um, a person is willing to look into it. And then you can discover most most common diseases have been looked into, but there are a lot of more obscure
1: diseases. Um, and that and will, you know... This mm-hmm. has been helpful for cancer patients as well. Is that something that they're doing? There's definitely her. a lot of
2: research using stem cells to treat cancer. Of course, one of the first um, application of stem cells is bone marrow transplant. So you're really transplanting stem cells from one person to another. And this is usually for somebody with blood cancer or a autoimmune mm-hmm. disease where they wipe out your whole blood, um, wipe out your bone marrow, basically kill off your your blood cell, um, you know, all the cell lines. So because of, it's because of the autoimmune nature, so they want to wipe out your immune system. So um, we transplant the cells that can replenish the immune system. But, um, but the, um, yeah, as, as far as using cells for cancer, um, there's a lot of research using, especially mesenchymal stem cells has been very helpful in, Which you know, getting cells? cancer. Mesenchymal stem cells. So these are c- considered gold standard of stem cell therapy right now. Things will evolve and change, but right now mesenchymal stem cells are these special stem cells, you know, short, uh, you know, for uh, MSC for short, um, you know, uh, abbreviation. The mesenchymal stem cells or MSCs are all over your body. So just think of anywhere you have blood supply. In all the blood Mm -hmm. vessels and capillaries and, you know, right along on the, you know, outside of the, the vessel, there will be these MSCs that are hugging the blood vessel because what they can do is to sense what's going on in the blood and then also sense what's going on in the neighborhood. Because it will have tentacles uh, testing um, the, the, you know, the, the, re- the region, right? the local um, population of cells and sensing signals and talking with everyone around it. Um, so it has this regeneration, uh, uh, like an orchestration type of role
0: because it, um, we're taking a quick break to highlight my go-to protein supplement from Equip Foods, which I include in my nutrition regimen every day. If you're aiming to enhance your health routine, Equip Foods protein powder is an absolute game changer made from 100% grass fed sources. It's packed with clean, high quality ingredients, ensuring you're fueling your body with the best. This protein powder is not just about building muscle, it's about overall wellness. It's ideal for post workout recovery, maintaining lean muscle mass, and keeping you energized throughout the day. Its versatility is unmatched. You can easily blend it into your morning smoothie, mix it with the water or your favorite beverage, or even incorporate it into baking recipes. And here's an exclusive offer for listeners of the Biohacker Blondie podcast. You can use the code BiohackerBlondie20 at checkout to receive an amazing 20% off your purchase of Equip Foods Protein. Embrace the power of clean, high-quality protein with Equip Foods. Remember, enter BiohackerBlondie20 at checkout for 20% off your protein powder purchase. Your health journey deserves this level of excellence. It's able to sense what's going
2: on systemically through the blood. So, what's going on throughout the body, but it can also tell what's going on in the local area. So it can respond. And once there is um, certain signals in th- floating through the blood, it can also squeeze itself into the blood vessel and swim upstream to um, to find location where the signals is strongest. Usually, injury and inflammation will emit certain signals. So that's when the cells can get out of the blood vessels and start working in the local area. So they are, um, yeah, th- they have a role of, um, um, you know, coordinating regeneration. So the, you're saying, saying that the- my, my light is all over the place. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're saying that these, so the best are coming from blood. Because there's, we mm-hmm. get stem cells, I guess, typically from fat, blood, bone marrow... And then you also have... So let me just give you a quick, you know, a thousand foot overview. So
2: when we were born, we were, you know, before we were born, when we first formed, we were a fertilized egg, right? That's the first cell. That's who we were. But then from that cell, which is the the original stem cell, will divide and um, differentiate and start to develop into different kinds of stem cells. And those stem cells will keep evolve and, you know, convolute, migrate. And to form this fetus, and once we start to form organ using with organ cells, those are the end, kind of the end of the line cell. Once you uh, have the uh, organ cells that perform specific function, they're not stem cells anymore. Right. But before they became the specific cells that carry certain functions, they are stem cells. So there, you have a, <clears throat> you know, thousands of variations of different stem cells. So. <clears throat> when you get stem cells from the fat you're not getting fat you're not getting fast stem cells you're getting mostly well a lot of mesenchymal stem cells that's the cell I was telling you about because you're getting cells from the the blood vessels you know wh- whatever that's uh the mesenchymal stem cell that's surrounding the blood vessel right that's wrapping around the blood vessel so you can get cells from that you can get cells from the blood the blood will have um so we're talking about umbilical cord blood. It has very few mesenchymal stem cells, but it has a lot of hematopoietic progenitor cells, which form all the blood lines. Um, it will have a lot of mononuclear cells, which are the primitive cells, primitive cells for the immune system. And you have fibroblasts that you know that form the connective tissue, and then you have endothelial progenitor cells that form the lining of the blood vessels. So you have a whole population of stem cells. So that's what's from the cord blood. You can also get it from bone marrow, which is very similar in composition to cord blood. It's just much older, you know, from a person's bone marrow. Um, and then you can, of course, get cells from the umbilical cord, which is the source that I think is superior at this point, at least, um, you know, at least comparing to bone marrow and fat derived stem cells, Using umbilical cord source is actually more potent and safer because it's and less. And then from a, from a donor. Yes.
1: Also a quick question. When the when a woman has the baby, are they just asked, hey, can I take your placenta? <laughs> yeah, so there's a <laughs>
2: whole process. There are, there are procurement procurement companies and that's all they do. They go to birth like, and clinics and hospitals. When a mother is about to give birth, we don't accept just anybody. We accept young mothers under age 30 who is going to uh have a c section, elective c section, not emergency c section. We don't want anybody that was having issues and troubles. We're looking at healthy pregnancies to full term, and the mother is planning on getting elective C section. Okay. And because we want to preserve the, the field, the sterile field where the birth tissue is obtained. So before the mother was about to give birth, if they're, everything's going great, and I mean, they're asked if they, they want to uh, use, you know, uh, keep the cord for their baby for the future. And ninety percent of them actually say no because it does cost a few thousand dollars a year to store the the cord tissue or and, and cord blood. So if they say no, then they're asked if they want to donate. And if they say they do want to donate, then they have to fill out a very long questionnaire asking them about um, you know everything that can affect the quality of the cord. So it could be um, you know their own personal health history, their family health history their travel history, work history, toxic exposure, sexual history, prenatal history, so their partner's history. So everything that could affect the, the, the tissue, that's going to be obtained. So once they, their answer, like in the company, so I actually founded a stem cell company. We provide stem cell products to doctors around the country. Um, we only accept perfect answers. So if somebody has any issues um, that may be of concern, we, we absolutely we, we reject the tissue. Uh, oh. And there's no incentive to any mothers to lie because they are not getting anything out of it. They're not... Yes, uh, they can't be compensated in any way. If they're getting paid or, you they know... Uh, be paid. Because in the United States, it's illegal to sell, to sell human tissue. Mm. And if you're compensating them, it's considered a sale. So they're not allowed to be compensated in any way, not even gifts to entice them.
1: Wow, this is so interesting. But I know because... They just get thrown away, basically. So I was just just saying, hey, he was studying the placenta because they just throw it away. And so it's like, yes, why are we not using this, you know, for regenerative medicine, for research or anything? That it's like all these new cells, you know, the beginning of life, what can we do with it? So I think there's like a lot of research going on when you are at the very beginning of brand new cells. Um, yeah, it's a powerful source. So definitely, you know, we, we have
2: a lot of them, you know, there's the birth is going to be going on no matter what. Um, yeah, yeah. Now we know how to extract them and how to utilize them. And one day it's just going to be commonplace. It's not going to be a big deal. You know, right now it's still, oh my God, it's so cutting edge. It's so, you know, it's sophisticated, it's expensive, but one day, you know, it's going to be finally recognized that this is just a powerful way of healing. This is a natural way and it's extraordinarily p- powerful. So anybody who just got sick or who wants to stay young or who is about to get surgery, you know, anybody just like, okay, you know, get some stem cells. You know, it's, it's, it's really going to be no big deal. So right now it's, it sounds so fancy, but yeah, just for the moment. Wow.
1: Well, let's hope the price goes down and this becomes a typical for everyone. <laughs> Oh yeah, it will. It will. a big issue for a lot of people is the price. And so I think a lot of people want to, you know, they have some knee issues, they have this thing going on and they would love to do stem cell therapy, but I think it comes down to the price for a lot of people because it's not a, it's an expensive procedure. I'm, I'm curious what you do in your practice. Do you just do IVs? Do you do injections? Do you do full body? There's like this full body makeover. Um. Or do you just do injections into the? You know, as also listening. If you go into specific, yeah, I do spots. everything. Yeah.
2: So well, the answer is I do everything. Okay. Um. Yeah. Definitely. IV is very powerful because there's so much research from all around the world, and so much of, what, of the you know route administration is IV. Um. It does get to the tissue that's uh, you're trying to repair because of the signaling effect. I'm talking about the cells are attracted by the signals. So they will get to the area that you're trying to work on. Um, and, uh, right. and, and yeah, but it will be diffused somewhat because if you have a lot of things going on in your body, then the cells may be, you know, diverted in different places. Um, but the cells can interact with your immune system, which can enhance your body's own ability to repair. So instead of just putting the cell in a local place, if you put cells systemically, it can interact with something that's much more global and the effect can be profound. And I've seen that in my own repair because at one point I jumped off a huge rock and broke my calcaneus. Um, This is a few years back. So when I injected locally into my heel, um, you know, I got some improvement. I was able to, I think, gain a degree of flexion of my foot every morning. I, 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 you know, because I was pretty much, my foot was in so much pain, frozen in place. So every morning I will try to, you know, move it to see how much motion I gained. So with the local injection, I was gaining about one degree, you know, per, you know, every day. And so after a month, I was just really impatient. I I thought, you know, I'm going to do an IV. And it was, the effect was drastic. So every day I was getting two to three degrees of, um, you know, of of flexion. So it's a very fast um, and more profound healing. So I use... You know, IV I think is really important. But if you want more cells in the local area, then you can inject into the local area. For example, we do facial rejuvenation. We can inject into face. You know, hair restoration. We can inject into hair. Although now I I use laser technology. it, it, it is less painful. So I tend to stick with that. Uh, we can inject into the penis, vagina. Uh, we can of course inject into any soft tissue that's damaged, uh, wound healing or any joints. Um, yeah, so we, we, we inject into, you know, wherever, you know, I definitely, I don't, I don't inject in the eye. <laughs> I don't touch
1: it, <laughs> uh, but we yeah. can give eye drops. Yeah. Could we Do some, I, I don't know. There was one doctor that, Dr. Khan or something. I think he said he was putting stem cells in the brain or something. I don't know. Um, so yeah, so uh, are you mostly just using placenta or birth tissue stem cells? Are you? Yeah. That's music? when I first came on
2: the field, that was my mission to find out what source is the best. So I actually looked at all the research studies and just, you know, really dug deep into the comparisons between different sources. Because if I'm going to develop my time and energy to start using uh, the stem cell therapy, I want to make sure whatever I'm choosing is the most effective one for patients, right? So the most effective, the safest. So I did a cross-comparison. That's how my first lecture, when I started to lecture in stem cell conferences, um, that was the first lecture I gave because no one had looked into that. You know, everybody has, was in their camp. You're either bone marrow camp or fat-derived camp, or you are in the birth tissue camp. So, but, you know, how do you justify what, what you do? Everyone says they're the best. So then I started doing a comparison, um, really looking at the growth factor profiles, how much different differentiation capabilities the cells have and how long their telomeres are and mm-hmm. you know just the senescent markers
1: of these cells and, um, uh, so, and and also when they're when they're kind of looking at the quality of stem cells yeah right and oh.
2: how many generations you have left um, mm-hmm. and also how safe they are so in all these comparisons if people are interested they can look at my uh, YouTube video is called Are all MSCs created equal? So I just basically did the lecture that I was giving at conferences and I I did that, you know, just just to post on YouTube. So people get that information. Um mm. it's, there's no question after you see the evidence why birth tissue is superior. And that's that's why I, you know, I stick with the birth tissue source because not only is more potent and more effective for patients, but it's also safer because when you use your own source, your own stem cells tend to have forgotten some important information due to senescence. So when your cells are older, I call it cellular dementia. You know, it's almost like the cells cannot remember that if you encounter a cancer cell, for example, MSCs, mesenchymal stem cells, when they encounter cancer cells, if it's a birth tissue-derived source, they actually can kill the cancer cells. They send this ligand to trigger them into programmed cell death. But mm-hmm. if you are a fat or bone marrow-derived stem cells, you know, you probably, I mean, that's what this st- one study showed, that uh, fat-derived stem cells next to this brain tumor, uh, glioblastoma, just made the tumor grow bigger and bigger. But then blood-core-derived wow. MSCs make the cancer shrink and go away. Drastic difference. So as a doctor, I can't responsibly use a source that I know is inferior. You know, I just, you know, that to me, I I will, I, will, I don't feel good about that.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And it doesn't even matter how much. Oh, is it more expensive? Is the placenta more expensive than taking it from blood or fat? Or okay, this is, comes to the business
2: side of stem cells. <laughs> so imagine, okay. uh, it, mm-hmm. no, the price is about very similar. So um, I would say the stem cell therapy, if you're looking at, more systemic treatment using iv the cost probably range between you know $7,000 to about $30,000 in the US so it's anywhere you know within that range overseas um the range is is bigger it's probably 5,000 to 50,000 i mean it's, it's it's crazy you know but in the US um the Uh, The way that doctors do treatments using birth tissue stem cells is that when they're ready to use, um, they will purchase the stem cells. So each, you know, they come in vials, cryopreserved. They come come on dry ice, so they're cryopreserved. So each time when a doctor is using, you know, depending on how much the patient would need. So the more patient needs, the more expensive it is. Um, So each time you have a cost. But if you're using a person's own, your cost was your equipment and your training, right? After that, so cash gain. so now we're coming to the business side. so if you're a doctor um, that just spent hundred thousand dollars to invest in equipment and in education, you may have joined a network where you know they provide you with education with referrals um, that's your prior you know investment and but once you recoup your investment, everything you charge, and they charge a lot, you know, very similar in, in that range I'm talking about, um, everything is cash gain. So even if you know that a local court source is, could be superior, are you going to switch camp? I think that's a sign of integrity, right? If you know that a local court source could be better, but you know you have no, you know, no cost anymore when you're providing the treatment. So you're making a huge margin. But if you buy the stem cells, the stem cell each vial costs quite a bit of money. So then it cuts into your profit. So um, Mm -hmm. are you willing to look at the sign? Yeah. 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 And a lot of people are not because they want to stick to their business model because it has worked very well. They're making a lot of money and there's no reason for them to switch gear. And to me, that's lack of integrity because um, I don't care what I have to do. If something is better for patients, I'll change my business model. You know, the big deal. You know, that's whatever that. Yeah, whatever that's necessary. So, so that's um, yeah, that's the, the side that most people don't know about.
1: Um, so <laughs> yeah, so you've done on yourself. Um, I'd yeah, love to hear yeah, yeah, yeah. you felt doing stem cells, because um, you also said I know we were at the biohacking safari for Halloween, which you were dressed in the cutest outfit. <laughs> oh, well, thank <laughs> you so much. Why <laughs> well, no? Huh?
2: They told yeah. you to come dress, you know, like in a in costume.
1: So yeah, so just yeah, giving a. Uh, in the panel about stem cells in your Halloween costume. <laughs> a little I know. I know. That may be Uh-oh. first anywhere for anyone
2: that talks about stem cells. <laughs> yeah. So, but it was fun because I was making a point about the anti aging benefits because it's a biohacking conference, right? So, biohackers generally are people that are pretty healthy and they just
1: want to up their game and live longer and live better. So, yeah. And you felt like, you know, that you said energy, just, you know, muscle strength, I mean, everything, right? So you just felt all around better, which I think, yeah, is the magic of stem cells. But you also said something about the quantity um, that I think people get confused with, like the more stem cells or something, the better, but you were saying something different, right?
2: Yeah, I have to look at, you know, if you do more, more of what? Um, If you're doing more of the same stem cells that I'm giving patients, which are unmanipulated stem cells obtained from the the birth tissue. So I'm not growing them in a culture medium to huge numbers. Whatever I got is what I give to people. So it's considered tissue transplant. If you start to manipulate and grow them into large numbers, the FDA thinks that you are making a drug. Um, This is why all these companies are going overseas because they don't want to do the clinical studies that's required by the FDA if they want to expand the cells and start to use them, you know, give it to people, you know, make money in a a clinic. So they have to um, go through very, you know, kind of costly and um, also time-consuming type of uh, clinical study. So they don't want to do that, so they go overseas. The problem is when you start to grow the cells, the cells do decline in quality, especially after about three passages. So like when you change the conti- c- the vessel that contains the cells, when you change them a, a few times, um, they really start to, to get older and, um, uh, and, and decline in their quality and their capabilities. And that's been demonstrated over and over and over and over. Um, so the, unfortunately that's what I see when people go overseas They can get a huge amount of stem cells, maybe, let's see, uh, maybe 4 to 10 times more than what I'm giving patients. But Mm. am I getting the same results or even better results? Yes. So I don't need as many cells because my cells are more potent. They have not gone through the multiplication process. So when you start to multiply them, then they tend to differentiate, so they tend to become um cells of um you know of of, of higher or, or of more function. So gaining more function, uh, which means that, you know, the cells can do specific things. But when they gain those function, then they lose potential. So you can't have everything. You can't say I can become anything, but also I can do all these jobs. So you, you have to pick one. So if you want to do specific jobs, then you lose capabilities of doing everything. So that's how cells work. Um, so when the cells start to d- divide and multiply in the culture medium, then they start to gain function and then they lose potential. They also, mm-hmm. you know, telomeres are shortened, the growth factor profile is different. Their senescent
1: markers is showing up and mm-hmm. their, you know, metabolic waste start to You guys check all this. This is so cool. I didn't know the telomeres, senescent cells. This is awesome because I think yeah. people are just like, Are you just taking these cells, not doing any, I mean, people have no idea about what's going on behind the scenes in the labs and everything of how these, they're checking all these markers, you know. Uh, This is really, really, gosh, you know, it's a, you know, supposedly our scientific
2: knowledge now is what, doubling every 72 hours? I mean, imagine the amount of manpower, you know, people who are doing research, who are trying to figure things out. So things are, you know, going rapidly. There are all these conferences and there are always all these new discoveries. So if you don't pay attention, then, you know, you're you're you know left behind. But yeah, it's, it's, there's a lot going on. But I think we're still at the ver- early primitive stage when it comes to stem cells. Um, it could be very, very exciting. It's already very exciting and very fun because with a very simple treatment, right? So I'm getting the same bio of cells young mesenchymal stem cells, you know, huge. The the thing is, I developed a product that can contain different components from the umbilical cord. So instead of utilizing only one source, like either cord blood or cord tissue or amniotic membrane, which is what other people are doing in different companies. So when I started to look at the science, I wanted a product that contained cells from all three compartments because you get cells uh, of all types, different types. And also, uh, even if you're getting a lot of mesenchymal stem cells from all three compartments, you're getting them at, with different properties, slightly different. So I'm combining all of them. Um, so when you are giving something this comprehensive, but the thing is, it's one product. I'm giving it to everybody for everything. Uh, but the cell's intelligence will guide the cells on what they can do. This is why it's so revolutionary that the cells have the capability to respond. This is the first time in human history that I'm not injecting into the body a molecule or a group of molecules like herbs. I'm injecting intelligence. I'm giving them DNA cells. That's, you know, DNA is inside the cells with a blueprint, which has a capability to translate itself and to start express different proteins to work with your body. So that's why it's so revolutionary, right? You're giving your body an intelligent pharmacy, almost like a like a supercomputer, I'm I'm just injecting these, you know, these super intelligence into your body, and they can work with you on their own. And then
1: all I need to do is put in the right place. (laughs) Is it replacing tissue, or is it, what exactly is happening? No, we used to think
2: that um, how the cells work is by replacing tissue, is by growing, you know, because that's what people think. Oh, stem cells. Um, Stem cells have the capability to develop into any cells of any tissue so why don't we just you know put the cells in particular particular location why to make sure that these cells are capable of dividing into those type of tissue cells but then when they started using mesenchymal stem cells even though they were trying to uh, help tissue that are either fat or 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 cartilage or bone because that's the lineage of mesenchymal uh, stem cells so traditionally that's what they can divide into and then when they actually did a research to see after the tissue were healed, uh, what kind of cells were there, they realized the cells were not the cells they injected. So it's not the offspring of those cells you injected. The cells you injected actually started to talk with your body and tell your body to divide, to tell your own stem cells to start to divide. So before the injection of the stem cells, it could be that your body was just stagnating in inflammation. And lack of signals, it just, it's sitting there. It's not repairing. That's why people have these chronic issues. Nothing is moving. But once you put the stem cells there, what they give you are the signals that your body need to repair. Once it gets those signals, then your body can um, can can wake up your own stem cells. So your own body, your yourself, can make new tissue and replace um, replace what's what's missing. So. Um, Yeah, this is a a part that I think most people are still not understanding. They think you have to put the cells um, off, you have to put the type that's able to divide into a particular kind of cells and you have to put it in that particular place. But no, if you just remember signals, what we're injecting are signals and intelligence, that's going to answer a lot of questions.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Well, so also, um, have you heard of I'm sure you, would. V-cells, if we can get into V-cells, I guess, because that's another. Yeah, yeah. Move around and give me.
2: Yeah, so um, V-cells, yeah, that's, um, there's less research and evidence on V-cells uh, compared to mesenchymal stem cells because there's literally, I, I don't know how, how much research is going, just thousands of thousands all around the world Of clinical studies, but V-cells, it's a lot less. Um, So it's newer. So now we understand. I do utilize V-cells in my clinic because I want to see if that can give people an extra edge. But Mm -hmm. V-cells its important. It's interesting because in our body, we have these cells that are dormant that contains the, you know, basically are somewhat embryonic in their capabilities. And how do you wake them up? and allow them to multiply and differentiate. Um, so that's, again, thinking that we need the cells to differentiate <clears throat> and, uh, and replace damaged tissue. But again, is that how the V cells work? We don't know. It's possible that they can go to a particular location and become cells of that uh, lineage of those, of those tissue cells. Um, but I have to see research that actually show when the V cells worked, are the, the tissue that was, that regrew, were they actually the offspring of these cells? So I still, you know, I, I need to, to see that evidence. Um, yeah. But I think it could be very powerful. Um, of course, a lot of people like that because you're using your own cells. Um, and also the promise, the, you know, of this embryonic state, the, the cells with that, that much capabilities. Um, I think it's, uh, it, it's very helpful certainly I've seen some really good results. Uh, there. Okay, there you can't. are. But also I've also seen people who clinics who have used it and it is not helping everything. Right. It's not like a magic bullet and because they're embryonic stem cells and you think that they are going to heal everything, um, they don't. So these um, you know, these clinics then still want to utilize birth tissue stem cells, you know, like the type I'm using. So um yeah so so nothing is is is, uh, magical for everything yet
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah I was curious if you've ever treated anyone and they didn't see results or you know there are any side effects I know and also like you know I it takes a while to recover too so it can it's not just like you're you get the procedure and it's like you're just up and running right so this takes a while to I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I, I talk about the different stages of healing
2: of stem cell therapy. So you know there are generally three stages if you look at it. Um, but to answer your question, yes, I have I have had people who do not respond, and there could be a lot of different things going on. You know, maybe the stem cells is not what they actually need for whatever disease process, or they may be have have some condition that are preventing the cells from working, from really helping to make the, a huge difference for them. Um, so we're talking, for everybody, I believe there's a rejuvenation effect. But, you know, are we able to help particular problem that they came in with? Um, I would say about 10% of the people that didn't get enough relief from whatever they came in for. Um, yeah. But the, you know... The potential issues could be that they're toxic, right? So they, they may have a lot of toxicity in their body that's preventing the cells and signaling and everything to go through effectively. So they're not able to repair, just like they're not able to allow their own body to repair, so they're stuck. But then whatever toxicity is there can be preventing the new stem cells to to generate its benefit, right? So toxicity could be one there's also potential for infections. So certain infections, even though mesenchymal stem cells have anti- antimicrobial properties, they can secrete antimicrobial peptides directly, but um, they can also be targeted for um, like a herpes family virus um, mm. that somehow mesenchymal stem cells have surface receptors that these organisms can latch onto and they can destroy mesenchymal stem cells. So could that be part of the picture? So there could be, you know, and, and also, you know, don't forget mental state. I've seen people who are extremely negative and who, you know, who complains about how difficult life is, but really does not want to shift their mindset and really be in a positive space. Um, And that can keep their body stuck. So, so there, there are different, yeah, different factors. But um, um, yeah, yeah. the three stages of healing, the first, the fastest one is the anti-inflammatory stage. So once you put the cells there, this is one reason why that lady with rheumatoid arthritis was able to close her, her fists so fast. And I've seen other people, like I have a patient who had chronic pain. And even during the IV infusion, she said, oh, my pain is 50% less. And then that night after she went back home, that evening she realized her pain was 80% less. So,
1: wow. so that's it, a quick anti-inflammatory effect. I've seen people with yes, I I had one relative or step relative who was on like arthritis medication. And I remember it was really expensive. Like I was shocked at per month. So it's like this is something. Yes, it's expensive, but if you're already gonna be paying so much for arthritis medication or these other medications, it's like maybe try stem cells, you know. Um, yeah, I, uh, I think over the long run, <clears throat>
2: it's going to save people money. This is why very few insurance companies actually, but there are a couple that have been willing to cover stem cell therapy. I think because re- they realize, okay, so it's an upfront cost it may cost a few thousand dollars, you know, up to $20,000 or even 30, <clears throat> but over the long run, it's going to save people hundreds of thousands of dollars. And save them from surgery. So,
1: so these insurance companies are catching on, and it's like we're with the, It's like a spend a fortune for a disease that the insurance will cover, but not this preventative or something that actually cures something. You know, it's well, just well, you know that 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 Um, you know, if you're
2: interested in doing a deeper dive and just you know to understand how insurance companies and big pharma how they work together. And 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 it's a it's a model that has worked very well. So yeah, you know, people will stay sick, and they will keep paying insurance, and and they will keep being covered for these medications. The insurance companies are paying very little for these medications. So they all have an inner working. So it it feeds upon each other. It works very well. Look how rich the insurance companies are, and how rich the big farmer are. And then you will know, you know, where where did the money come from, right? Why why are they so rich? Right. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: It was yeah, like, so, so, yeah, going back to the different stages. So the second stage of healing will be the tissue uh, regeneration repair stage. So then that's where you build new cells, new tissue. So n- not only are you are calming the environment, which is the inflammation, but now you're actually building, removing the, the disease cells, the old uh, dysfunctional cells, and then you're building new cells. So that tissue building is going to take time. That would take you know days to weeks of time, and then the last stage is actually the genetic modification stage, uh, which people don't talk about. But the cells will send out exosomes. The exosomes actually contain microRNA, so these are tiny little pieces of genetic material that can cross cell nucleus. So the recipient will get these cells, but these new cells, young, vibrant cells, can go in there and talk with your DNA and start helping the DNA to regenerate, to, to repair, to change certain genetic expressions, to make them better and younger. So it's kind of, um, yeah, so, so that, that's a whole, you know, change in methylation patterns and helping the cells to be, to be more, um, yeah, to be more effective, basically younger. So that will effect will last, you know, between, uh, you know, weeks, months to to years because mm-hmm. how you're able to revamp, um, you know, upgrade the system, basically.
1: So are people in pain after? Is this tiring? Does this, like, fatigue? You have to, like, take, you know, a week off from work? Do you have to, you know, not work out? Any of yeah. these things where you're going to feel... Hey, like- I, hear, I hear patients who have gone overseas, like Mexico,
2: that they tell people they can't work out, you can't do sauna. And then uh, people get extremely fatigued for for months sometimes. Um and a lot of people who are doing only core blood stem cells sometimes they get um, really um, uh, you know tired or have flu-like symptoms, they you know sneeze and uh, <clears throat> you know are congested and with a low grade fever. That has not happened with the product I'm giving patients because of the high concentration of mesenchymal stem cells, then you're really calming the immune system, working with the immune system, so you don't have that kind of reaction. but of course, we're also using native cells. So the cells have not been expanded, you know, grown into huge numbers that have declined. We use their cells to start to decline and start to express new surface markers because you're differentiating during the expansion process. And they can express surface markers that mark them as who they were before the transplant, right? So if you're transplanting, you know, from, you know, from Adam to, you know, to Jane, and then Adam cells... You know surface markers start to express, and then when you give that to Jane, um, that could interact with jane 's immune system and mm-hmm. and then that there could be this immune reaction and that that 's probably the reason why people was having uh, were having extreme fatigue um, and this um, yeah the, or, or certain what they call cytokine storm reaction is really because of incompatibility. Um, And we have not seen that because when we use native cells, the cells have not expressed those surface markers. It doesn't show them as Adam. It shows them as nobody. So just cells. So it works. And once the the cells are blank and it goes inside your body, it works with your body. So there's almost a way that your body is inducing and talking with the cells. So the cells is not going to start just expressing, you know, the, the markers of what it was. Uh, it's really fascinating. When you're dealing with younger cells, the younger cells have the ability to work with your body, so it's not gonna lead to rejection. But if you use a cell from a fully formed uh, human, uh, much older in age, those cells you really have to do matching process. Otherwise, there could be rejection. So typical is bone marrow transplant. You have to match the bone marrow. Even perfectly matched bone marrow transplant, there is a chance of rejection. But if you use completely unmatched umbilical cord blood, which is very similar to bone marrow composition, but because it's so young, you don't need to match, and there's almost no rejection. So, mm. yeah, a very drastic difference between young and older sources.
1: I mean, the ring sense. Less damage, less toxins and everything in the <laughs> younger yeah, yeah, stuff. For
2: sure, yeah. yeah. So so the cord blood, you know, the the rejection you know there may be slight but it's you know it, it the, the, is uh you know nothing comparison to what bone marrow rejections can
1: be and can you explain the difference between exosomes and stem cells because i think a lot of there's also the exosome in, injections or ivs and then you know yeah we cells. do those as well okay you do yeah, exosomes so think, um,
2: think of exosomes as the um the do- or the offspring, or not offspring. The, it's really the secretion product. The cells will secrete exosomes. Cells utilize exosomes to communicate with other cells. So they will secrete these little packets, nanoparticles that are enclosed by the lipid bilayer. So it was, you know, butt them off into the environment and send them out. And then they can fuse with other cells and deliver the packet. So it's really a way for the cells to communicate. But you can grow cells and collect these exosomes. And then you give people the exosomes directly. The problem is that when you grow the cells in a culture and grow the exosomes, uh, I mean uh, collect the exosomes, the exosomes are the signals from the cells that were uh, growing the culture, not in your body. So it's not responding to what your body needs. It's, it's responding to whatever the, <laughs> the, the culture medium is. So it's not targeted. But still, they're very anti fun inflammatory. They could be very helpful, but they're shorter lasting. The cells can live in your body for one to three months and will continue to secrete exosomes. But once you put the exosome in your your body, you know, they don't live that long. Once they do their thing, finish their work, uh, they're gone. But the stem cells can continue to secrete exosomes, but also secrete exosomes that are relevant to what your body needs. If you have a particular kind of condition, particular kind of inflammation, you know, the exosomes can I mean, the stem cells can secrete the the more appropriate type of exosomes for you. So, yeah. So I always think of uh, stem cells as the mother of exosomes and, you know, you can never replace the mother. So it's it's um it's important to give people the stem cells themselves, but I sometimes I give exosomes in addition if a person has significant inflammation or if we're yeah. trying to target the brain. We want the effect to be faster so the exosomes can cross the blood-brain barrier very easily because they're so tiny, right? They, you know, so, so we can utilize that to target the brain. Um, so those are, you know, times I do utilize, exos- besides this more signals. So more signals, the better. It's, it, it's a little cheaper than, than stem cells. So it's nice to have that ex- extra tool that we can give patients.
1: Yeah. So it is cheaper, right? I don't, because you're not, it is. Yeah. yeah. But people sometimes will just go to exosomes and Mm -hmm. hope for the best. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's it's good. It's great. When the stem cells are injected or IV, um, does it, it go to my liver, go to my heart, go to like, how does it know, or is it helping all around? Like if, yeah if, if I have it's attracted by signals so if your liver and
2: heart if it has problems then it can secrete signals it will send out signals and that's how your cells know so once because the cells is going it's in your blood right once you put in the vein it goes back to your heart and the, the heart pumps it out so into all your tissue if your tissue has no problem the heart uh, the cells will just pass by if your tissue has inflammation the cells will be like oh okay I need to stay so that's because they're attracted to that. So that's how they, you know, get to different areas. And then, how long does this procedure take? Is it just like five minutes? Is this uh, in our clinic? It takes about because we do a particular protocol. We include ozone therapy first, and then we give people stem cells, and then we give them, you know, vitamin infusions all at once. Um, so that whole process takes about an hour and a half. Uh, but oh. it's uh, well, yeah, up
1: to two hours. Takes a while. Yeah, the stem cell itself probably forty-five minutes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm curious too about if you add things in as well to like help the stem cells. So you do the ozone, you kind of clean the blood. Yeah. I also use different supplements um, to optimize the body because our body is very
2: complex. So we want to help remove the toxin, help uh, enhance the blood circulation. We want to mobilize the stem cells, you know, make sure that they are continuing to circulate. And we also want to the, the body to have enough nutrients like amino acid, essential amino acids, to build, to rebuild, right? Make fresh tissue. So um, yeah. We do this with so, stem cells or with? Um, they can understand? start the supplements before stem cell treatment or right after stem cell treatment. Yeah. But you know, it doesn't hurt to start, right? Supplements it just enhances your body. So um, we also use peptides, which are very targeted. Um, We can use things that help target different organ systems, like we can target the brain, we can target the heart, the immune system, um, or musculoskeletal repair, digestive tract. So depending on what the person needs, we can be
1: more specific. Have you seen, you know, I think a lot of people have back issues. Is this kind of something that has completely healed people with back issues? Like, I think it's more like nerves that is going on, but... um... I'm wondering how, like, well, we have definitely seen good results when it comes to back. The back is a little more
2: complex because yeah. of the mechanics of the back. So, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I think certain decompression may be helpful, but we can certainly help reduce the inflammation and help with nerve regeneration.
1: Okay. Yeah, someone asked about a herniated disc. If it would fix a herniated disc, that was what I was called. Herniated honest. disc. I- it's
2: um, again, a comprehensive approach um, just because you' have a herniated disc doesn't mean that you're going to be incapacitated and have a lot of pain um, depends on the inflammation that's around the area so if you can reduce the inflammation, you could drastically improve your symptoms and If you have some kind of decompression and you're optimizing your own um, your own health, possibly the disc can become healthier, you know, with, with more hydration, with more, you know, restructuring, you know, over time. Yeah, that's definitely possible.
1: And then do you do full stem cell makeovers at your at your clinic? Uh, we can,
2: if the person wants to do that. I mean, I think of that a little bit as a marketing uh, <laughs> a, a kind of... <laughs> Marketing plot, uh, uh, how much to charge, $150,000, inject everywhere. Uh, We can (laughs) inject wherever a person wants, but um, yeah, you know, I think the infusion can target a lot of places and, you know, depending on what the patient needs, we can certainly uh, inject into other areas. But um, yeah, the makeover, if a person has plenty of cash, wants to you know spend it that way, that's fine uh, personally, <laughs> I don't think it's um, yeah, I don't think it's necessary,
1: yeah, yeah, those are the extreme we just cha anything oh then you so you also came out with the skincare line, right, yeah, Chara omni, which I love, okay. yeah, it's a hundred rhythm. but
2: that's really important to me as an anti aging doctor. Uh, knowing all the toxic uh, <laughs> uh, substances that we are bombarded wow. with, including our skincare products. And I just really wanted something that's natural for myself. And I, because I had trouble finding it, I realized that I can make something myself that I can ensure is 100% natural. And I can add all these amazing things, cutting edge stuff into the product. So that's how um, I, um, you know, ended up adding the umbilical core stem cells that I use for, you know, clinically I used that plus all these different interesting peptides and a lot of very interesting herbs and mm-hmm. antioxidants and prebiotics. So I put all of them together. Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's amazing skincare
1: product. So what, what exactly is the line? Do you have a face wash or just serum? No, you no. know, you know, get a good face wash. I don't even care.
2: I buy something on Amazon, you know, just get an all natural face, face wash. I, you know, I'm not interested in in doing face wash. I want to give you something that you can put on your skin and leave it on for, you know, all night long or all day long, because you, you should wear it, you know, put it on every time you wash your face, you know, every morning and every night before you go to bed. And that will nourish you all night long. This is something that leaves on your skin, you know, stays with you, be absorbed, become part of you. So, um, yeah, just all I do, my skincare is very simple. An all natural wash, some kind of you know face wash, and then the cream. That's it. I don't need serum, toner, you know, eye cream, day cream, night cream. This particular cream does everything. I you like one want- sim- <laughs> I, I need this one magical cream. Yeah. It's like cream that- small. Yeah, I just that's the way I like it. I like simplicity. Just like the stem cell product I developed is a combination of all these different components. I've got everything in it. And the cream is the same thing. I've got everything essential in it. And it's so gentle that you can use around your area. And it's so deep penetrating that you don't need any toner and serum, you know, because the serum is already in the cream. You've got all the nourishing
1: uh, ingredients already in the cream. And so I was wondering too, how do the stem cells, do they just stay active? The-
2: no, actually, the cells are not alive anymore, so I don't want to give people the wrong impression. The cells would have died, but all the young, you know, uh, regenerative components are still there. So, so those growth factors will um, be absorbed into your skin, and they will exert their, their benefit. These are, you know, birth tissue, umbilical cord-derived stem cells. So all the growth factors that's contained in the, in the stem cell themselves or the solution is themselves is, was in they
1: are still in the cream and active and did those ever expire like is it six months or something you it says it's not act or not doesn't do what it does anymore um, generally we advise people you know use it within a year okay yeah, yeah i'm so, gonna try this out is because i don't know how many stuff i i know there's one company where i bought this like placenta that was like the name of the this, this serum um but i don't know if it did anything just <laughs> like that yeah. how these are putting this in their product you know and i know i think too like uh urea or something is comes from urine and they're putting this in a lot of products but that people don't even know they're putting it on their face but mm-hmm. c- coming from cells right i guess um mm-hmm. so yeah you look deep into this i'm not i um, don't very in tune when it comes to skin care. I don't know much, but
2: <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. So, you know, maybe you can put in a show note that listeners can get a discount, you know, when they, when they, you know, purchase a stem cell product after listening to this. Um, but um, yeah, I think um, if you, anyone's looking for an, an all natural product, that's really um, utilizing some cutting-edge technology, and that's going to produce results. They really, you know, should um, give this a try. Um, it, the product has been out for about four, f- over four years, and um, we just got tremendous,
1: tremendous, yeah, um, you know feedback. Just it or something. So it's been for, it's been out there. Yeah, so you got yeah. to help. <laughs> yeah yeah it's been very popular <laughs> amazing but who knows stem cells and all that so combination i'm sure so yeah uh, this is so great is there anything else i'm trying to think we talked about exosomes stem cells placentas uh the cost
2: you know the time more interested you know i would like them to visit m- my youtube channel just look up joy con yeah. md yeah, you know I have a lot of videos, a lot of educational material. If people want to know more about the science, go to aaict.org. So that's American Academy of Integrative Cell Therapy. That's the academy I founded. Um, on there, there's some research excerpts. There are also some case studies. Um, quite a number of case studies, and and very interesting. So if a person wants to know what well, this condition, you know, have people what kind of experience have people had using stem cells, they can go on there and then look for their condition um you know we have all kinds of stuff long liver uh you know Lyme disease you know autism musculoskeletal issues um just you know huge testicular you know, issues so just you know go on there and take a look and it would be um uh, would be a very interesting read no you know no matter what so um yeah people are interested they can go um you know to find out what i do they can go to drjoykong.com that includes you know the cream the my my memoir the book tiger of beijing and then my clinic uh, my stem cell company where is your clinic located Where's it's always like- in chatsworth yeah it's in los angeles so chatsworth and um yeah so we you know we, we have people flying from all over the country in the world to come you know experience stem cells so it's a uh, it, it's fantastic we have an amazing team Not only we have stem cells, but we have the laser technology that can target, you know, different areas um, like the skin, you know, face, doing a non-surgical facelift, hair restoration or body sculpting um, and, uh, you know, vaginal penile enhancement. So we have a lot of interesting tools. I also do ketamine therapy. You know, remember I said I was a psychiatrist. So so after being board certified in addiction medicine, I got board certified in anti-aging regenerative medicine, but I didn't forget my root, which is, you know, psychiatry, mental health. So we also do um, ketamine treatments to help people with mental health.
1: Yeah, so, wow, we have a lot of things to offer. That is so cool. Okay, yeah, I'm super excited to get this out there. Um, So I guess we'll end this with, uh, you know, since this is the Biohacker Blondie podcast, I always ask my guests uh, three of your favorite biohack, you would like to share um assuming stem cells (laughs) uh yeah so definitely stem cells is is my
2: biggest you know biohack because i've seen that transform myself making me actually reverse in age i i look younger and better than i was when i was you know 10 than 10 years ago so i've seen what it can do and you know it so um, another hack. I do. You know, I've started using this methylene blue product. Um, it's um, yeah, it's called um, Best Three Sixty Five. So they have one for brain fog, um, one for ADHD that contains the, um, the <clears throat> um, caffeine and uh, L-theanine. So gives you this and, and methylene blue. In combination has gotten people a lot of people off Adderall um so that one helped with focus and uh and then the at nighttime there's another formula called NeuroPro that one you can um it can help you repair your brain so you know in cases of uh, brain conditions um including neurodegenerative conditions can be very helpful so that I really enjoy um and um there's so many hacks but, um, you know, exercise I think is really important, you know, move your body and sauna is fantastic, but there's just so many, I don't know what's my
1: favorite, but, uh, um, yeah. We'll
2: like, cooking. Cooking. <laughs> number
0: one.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> most yeah. Most people of course saying, you know, exercise, movement, sleep, these things. So, um, and I was just did another mm-hmm. one cast, um, The founders of Natural Stack, so he's all into the brain cognitive therapy and stuff. But he does methylene blue a a lot of days. And we have a friend that's developing it. Oh yeah, a lot Uh of benefits just for G the brain function. So yeah, big Mm -hmm. fan of methylene blue. But I'll have to check this. Oh, and I like how they're helping maybe like people to you know not take Adderall and maybe like and go to a different route. So yeah, it's really absolutely. Okay, well, Jenny, thank you so much. Yes, thank you so much for coming on, um, taking the time out of your day to let everyone know about stem cells and all the little things about it. So thank you so much, yes. Joy. Wonderful day. You're
0: welcome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Biohacker Bunny podcast. I hope you found this episode with Dr. Joy Kong all about stem cells as enlightening as I did. Before we wrap up, I want to ask you for a small favor that would mean the world to me. If you enjoyed this episode and found it valuable, please take a moment to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback helps grow and reach a wider audience, making it possible for me to continue bringing you exciting guests and insightful discussions. Don't forget to hit that share button and spread the word about the Biohacker Blondie podcast with your friends, family, and colleagues. Your support is invaluable in expanding our community of curious minds and biohackers. And if you're interested in becoming a sponsor or collaborating with me, please message me on Instagram or contact me through my website, which I will provide in the show notes. I love to explore the possibilities together. Thank you once again for tuning in. Stay curious, keep biohacking, and remember that your health is your wealth.